world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Scratching my head here this morning. <clears throat> Bubbling today. If there's a theme, I just said it to my wife as I, as I was coming down. Uh, I, I, I'm so I'm, I'm so sick of being lied to. Anybody else out there sick of it? We. So I'm just telling you, friends. I, I what you don't want to go away today, okay? I got some stuff to show you that's going to absolutely blow your mind. And. Uh, Lies, just lies, and you know what? You know what else happens? You plant a lie. It's like playing the old game telephone. You guys remember telephone, right? I tell the guy beside me something. He tells the guy, and goes around the circle and find out what it was by the time it got back to you. And we we have been living off of established history that is not true. It's not true. I'm going to say it again. It isn't true. And I hate to tell you this. I love all of you out there. A lot of what we've been taught about our, our faith is not the truth. It's not the truth. And I'm not, uh, I'm not a theologian. I never claimed to be a theologian. I never went to cemetery. I never did any of that stuff. But as I often say, I can read and I can think. And I got, I got some stuff today to show you based off of what we talked about yesterday with the Melungeons and the, uh, and the Appalachia and all that. And, uh, you know, I don't like to do – I feel like a preacher doing – a series. We're doing a series. But this is stuff I'm going to bring to you today is really, really critical. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to put the clutch in here a second. Call somebody, text somebody, say uh, everybody in America should have seen yesterday's show. They should have seen yesterday's show for the historical significance of what was there. The lie of racism, the lie of white privilege, the lie built off of Black Lives Matter, the lie of divide and conquer, the lies, the lies, the lies, the lies, everywhere we look. Because we know this, Satan's the author of lies. He's the author of confusion. The Bible says he is, that there is no truth in him. So anywhere that Satan gets involved, it will be lies. Do you understand that, friends? You look at what's going on in the federal government. I'm trying to push the clutch in here. You understand what's going on in the federal government? Satan's in control of the government. So everything they're telling you is lies. It's lies, friends. Lies. Lies. There is no truth in him. None. None. That's what we're dealing with. Myra, go ahead and pray us in. Coach, I will be delighted to do so. This time is going to be Revelation 18, 1 through 4. That is Revelation 18, 1 through 4. It is written, And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth 
was lightened with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the Great is fallen, mm. is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. It's, hey, listen, has America become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit Amen. and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird? Hmm? Is that it? Hang on, Myra. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of our fornic of America's fornications. All nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of America's fornication. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with America, uh, mystery Babylon, whatever. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her death. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Keep going, Myra. Yes, coach. And the whole of every false spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth are wax rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, that ye receive not of her prags. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release the anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So let us not be partakers of her sins and that you receive not of her plagues. How many strong, firm Christians did not take that jab and receive her plagues, boys and girls? Myra, I can't believe how you read that scripture today. I mean, I can believe how you read it. I can't believe the Lord gave you that scripture today because that's exactly where I'm going to try to land this bird today, okay? I get a chance to, but before we get to it, I got to, I got to tie up some loose knots because things are, things are really, really happening quickly around me. And yes, we need help. We do need help. Uh, trying to pull off all the stuff that we got going on. Uh, update on, uh, uh, is there an update, Craig? Anybody out there? Listen, folks, September 26th is just around the corner and it's happening so fast. We got Craig and, and Bobby and Mel and, uh, others who are working on it, it's happening fast. Uh, it's expanding. I'm Craig. Anybody, any updates out there? Praise the Lord, they're giving me updates, and I don't have to do I'm, I'm not real handsy on with this event, folks. This is critical. If you cannot make it, if you can't make it to Gettysburg, um, then do something locally. Now, let me let me back up a second here. We've rented a building there that will sleep up to 30 people. And I'm, we need to know within the next few days how many of you would be willing to come and st- would like to come and stay at that venue. Now, Craig, help me out here real quickly. Look, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this today. Help me out today with this venue. Financially, what would have cost them, Craig, three nights in this? It's not a hotel, folks. It's a, it's a home that has can sleep up to 30. It would be like a single bed, two single beds in a room, two single beds, 15 rooms, 30 people, 
we've rented the whole thing, but I, I need to make sure before I find the sign the final thing that we're gonna uh, that we're gonna have people sleep there so we don't I don't get stuck holding a six thousand dollar bill or whatever it is whatever the thing of it's gonna be. Uh, Craig, uh, help me out here, Craig. Where are we with all this stuff then? Wow. Well, so listen, I'm sorry. So I'm sorry. So folks, listen. Just email. Just email me, coach. Coach. Just let me know. Say, hey, yeah, coach. I'm coming. I'm going to. I'm going to come. We don't need any money from you. Just a commitment that you're going to come, so we can get an idea of what's going on here. Go ahead, Craig. I'm sorry. Okay, coach. Well, uh, part of the whole deal is is we're going to be you know given a continental breakfast and food Saturday night and Sunday night. Okay, so that's that's part of the whole deal here. Okay. So I don't have the exact figures, okay, but let's just say on the high end, somewhere around ninety dollars a night for your, you know, a bed. <laughs> so if it's two of you, it'd be one eighty, okay, but you get fed. Okay. Um ninety ninety dollars a bed per night. If we get some donations, we can lower that price, folks. Yeah, what we'd like to get to is something like, you know, we'd like to get it to somewhere, just say, just ballpark, somewhere around 200 bucks, and you can come spend three nights and you get fed. That, that's that's what we'd like to get to. Uh, it just depends how many people show up too, Coach. I mean, that's the, that's yeah. the bottom line. If we only got 15 people, then, you know, you take 6,000 divided by 15. You know, if you get 30, well, guess what? You get 30 divided by 6,000. That's where we're at. But we're going to have, you're not going to have to have your food as far as you'll have a continental breakfast and they have a kitchen. You can bring some of your own food. Okay. So you can cook right there. So that's, that's look at it as an an investment in the kingdom. Would you do that? Yeah. I'm with you, Craig. I don't have to itemize for you what you're getting for it. All right. It's an investment in the kingdom and what it is that we're trying to do. And we're going to need, we're going to need at least 30 people, at least 30 people who are going to give us. $200. $200. It could be a husband and a wife. It could be more than that. I don't know. But we need that We need that commitment. And so people are going to come spend the weekend with us, three nights in a hotel, some of your food. Yada, yada. I'm not cutting you off, Craig. I'm just trying to I'm try, trying to move it forward here. So if you're interested, you said, Coach, I'm going to be there. I, I, Coach, I'm going to be there if it costs me $1,000. Just just let us know so we can get so – so we can move forward. I'm sorry, Craig. I didn't mean to cut you off. Just one more. Listen, we're going to have speakers there. We got we're planning a program, but this is a financial investment for for past assault to uh, to lay out there for for this to happen. Go ahead, Craig. One, one more thing. So we're, John's going to be interviewing Silver and myself this this morning. Okay, and then mm-hmm. we're just going through that very final review with Mel, and then Mel's going to be sending out this press release. Hopefully okay. later today. Okay, so let's get Ohio Brett involved. Let's get Ohio Brett involved. He's got contacts all across all across America. Let's get okay, we'll do. Cool, cool. So, folks, uh, we're going to do that. Listen, second thing, then I heard from the resistance chicks. Write this one down. Okay, write this down. This is still in operation. October first, October first, at Neil Peterson's church over. In, you guys know where that is over in on the west side, over by Dayton. We are having a what, for lack of a better term, haven't, haven't given it a name yet, Repent Ohio, even under the big top. They're going to set up a big tent out there, and we're going to come, and we're going to have a time of prayer and repentance for the state of Ohio. And we believe that this is going to spread all across the nation. There'll be Repent Pennsylvania, Repent Maryland. There'll be Repent uh, West Virginia. There'll be Repent uh, Virginia. There'll be Repent Montana. We believe that uh, the Lord's going to breathe on this, folks. So we're going to do Ohio 
I just got the word last night. No details on it, okay? October 1st. October 1st. Put that on your calendar. And then we'll get de details. And Got a lot going on, friends. Got a lot going on. Hey, uh, Coach, can I, just, can I say one more thing? Sure. <laughs> okay. Repentance don't stop September 26th. <laughs> Okay. Doesn't start then. Doesn't start then either. That, that's right. You know. So this is this is what we're trying to. do. This is hopefully going to carry on. We're just trying to get this thing ball rolling. That's what we're trying to do. So. Amen. 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 We're fire starters here, at Coach Dave Live. Mel, did you want to add anything? Anybody? Yeah, want I just, to just want to let you know that the um, the Liberty Action Network website is the hub of information. And yesterday I put up um, the video of the Abraham Lincoln Proclamation. I also posted the 21-day reading plan um, and also the um, the PDF on being of one accord. So, it, Spencer, if you click on the actions and then just kind of scroll down through that page, you can see the video of the Abraham Lincoln Proclamation has been added. And then if you go down a little bit further, there you go. And well, then you just, uh, copy, just copy this link and send it to everybody you know. Yeah, because this, this is, is where we're going to be updating the information. So. I um, just wanted to point that out. Thanks, Coach. All right, cool. Uh, Dr. Paul. Just a quick question. Uh, September 26th is a Monday. Yes. Is that the yeah. end of it or the beginning of it? That's the end of it. We're not going to do it that weekend. We're going to do it Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, although we're still in negotiations on Friday night. Certainly all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Culminate. We're going to tour Gettysburg. We're going to actually, are you ready for this? We're going to state Gettysburg. We're going to take you to where Pickett's Charge took place. We have a, we're going to have a guy that's going to explain to us what happened there. We're going to stake it. We're going to take you to, uh, over to Little Round Top and explain what happened there. We're going to take you to the unique places at Gettysburg so you get a feel for what really happened and what we're on the verge of again if God's people don't arise. Dr. Paul. So that's what we're going to do all day Saturday, all day Sunday. Yes, some speakers, but the real time of repentance then is the date is insignificant. The, the September 26th date is significant. And we're going to hope people will pray with us all around the nation on that day. But if you can't be there on Monday, that's okay. But the whole weekend is going to be something that I think Sounds is great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think so. I, huh? I think so Perfect. too. I think so. Amen. Sorry if I didn't make that clear to everybody out there, okay? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, yes, Myra, go. Yes, Coach. I just want to give a uh, praise report. Uh, we had a great uh, Christian Revolution prayer last night. Thank you for everybody for showing up. Also, uh, yesterday during uh, Paul's uh, broadcast, um, we, uh, you know, he allowed me and Mike and uh, Pauline, uh, he allowed me to talk about the event so the word is being spread and it's just how everything's coming together with uh coach actually um you know covering for alan keys and dr diamond and now going everywhere and like coach has coded many times during the uh show uh malachi four to six behold I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Hallelujah. Betty, come on in. 
Good morning. I've been with you, but I haven't. <laughs> I've been in Charlotte. Um, and I was just looking at the events and what's the dates for those for Gettysburg? Because it's not in your events page. We'll get it, we'll get it up. We've been uh, Oh, you're getting okay. I'm sorry, yep. like I said, I've not been kind of here and yet I've been a lot of balls in the air here, Betty. I'm telling yeah. everybody right now so they know the weekend of September 24, 25, and 26. That's the weekend. The day of repentance is the 26th of September. And thank you very uh, much. Okay, cool, cool. All right, listen, I, I, I'm bubbling. I gotta get I gotta get this out of me yesterday. I, I thought uh, um I thought yesterday's show was really, really something really impactful from a lot of from a lot of different directions. And and the Holy Spirit wouldn't let me get wouldn't let me get away from it uh, last night. And if you would, Spencer, I want you to it is Spencer. No, yeah, it's Spencer, I think it is. Yes, sir. Hey Spencer, if you could pull up for me, um what's it say here? I'm sorry. Pull up Apple. It says Appalachia. Pull that up. Because <clears throat> something struck me yesterday as, as after the show was over and I was pondering it and some of the stuff I'm talking about the Melungeons and, uh, you know, what we have been, we've been so lied to. We've been so lied to. Folks, look. Okay. So uh, you guys see that, right? <clears throat> we were all taught. When did, when was, when was America discovered? Come on, come on, you all know the song. Well, they say 1492, but yeah, I don't Columbus really believe that. The ocean blue, right? That's what they tell us. Listen, we're going to undo some lies here again today, okay? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. That's what they tell us, right? Does anybody have any idea how long it was from Chris, Christopher Columbus to the discovery of the Ohio River? Anybody have any idea? Imagine if you could. These people, first of all, they landed where? They landed at Plymouth, Massachusetts. I don't know if you've checked this out, but that ain't anyways n- anywhere near Georgia. Plymouth, Massachusetts. You say, well, coach, they landed in Virginia. Okay, well, Virginia isn't anyways near Alabama. So from 1492, I, I asked the question, then I didn't, didn't give you the chance to answer. Hey, Spencer. When was the Ohio River discovered? The Ohio River. Now, we know the history that they told us, right? That there wasn't anybody here that, that the, uh, the pilgrims showed up and yada, 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 yada. But the Ohio River, which isn't very far, look at your map. Look at the Ohio River, where the Ohio River is. Think where these guys landed. The Ohio River uh, was discovered in... Blah, 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 blah. Oh, why is this so hard? Uh, why would this be so? Why couldn't they? Er, there it is. 17th century. Several accounts exist of discovery and traversal of the Ohio River by Europeans in the latter half of the 17th century. Latter half of the 17th century. What would that be? Huh? Abraham Wood's Trans-Appalachian Expeditions were 1654, 1660. Let me ask you a question here. How long is it from 1492 to 1664. How long is that? It's two centuries. 224 years. It's two centuries, right? So we think that, that Columbus landed at Plymouth Rock on 1492, and boom, everything happened. It's 200 years before they even get to the Ohio River. 200 years. Before they get to the Ohio River. And I began thinking about that. Something's not right here. Something, 
They're not telling us something that, that's not right. Hey, Spencer, go back to the map. Go back to the map. Because I got pondering this yesterday. Maybe the Holy Spirit. And I looked at I looked at the blue that's up on the up on there right now. I looked at that blue and said, that's look at all those coastal. Look at all that coastal stuff there. How come these Appalachian folks didn't settle in the blue area? Why'd they all end up over in the white area? What the heck's going on? Maybe they were hiding from giants. It's 200 years. It's 200 years before they discover the Ohio River, from Virginia to the Ohio River. 200 years. Look, I'm heading somewhere. I'm heading with this idea of white privilege, slavery, yada, 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 yada. Are you guys ready for a history lesson here? It's a spiritual lesson, but it's also a history lesson. Pull up something for me, Spencer. I, I, I just Googled this this morning. I couldn't believe what I found out. Go to uh, the next to last thing, Spencer, Encyclopedia of History. This is a spiritual history lesson for you. I said, Lord, these migrations. I'm a Melungeon. I'm a Melungeon. What did my, whoever, my great, 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 wherever, if I go back my, my family lineage, first of all, who was the first Dobbenmeyer, whatever that would be, to be in America? Who was that first guy? Where did he come from? And who did he marry? Did he stay in Virginia or did he go out with the hillbillies? What, what, what happened? And I found the most unbelievable thing. You bear with me here, okay? European migration to American colonies, 1492 to 1820. Let me ask you something. Did you ever in your mind sit down and think, what happened from the time Columbus got here in 1492 to the Declaration of Independence in 1791? 250 years of America that wasn't America. Right? The French came down from Canada into the Ohio Valley. Um, Are you ready, Glenn? Are you ready? Let's just read here, man. I couldn't, I, I was stunned. In the three centuries, follow, three centuries following Christopher Columbus, three centuries, 300 years after Christopher Columbus. Wow. The world was transformed by massive trans-oceanic movement of peoples, the largest in human history up to that time. The migration of several million Europeans to the Americas during this period was fundamental to the formation of the New World. Blah, 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 blah. The magnitude. Between 1492, listen now, between 1492 and 1820, approximately 2.6 million Europeans immigrated to America. Now look at that, friends. 1492, 1820. Somebody help me with math here. Is that almost four centuries? Is that almost four Hundred years and only 2.6 million Europeans made it here. Huh? Are you kidding me? But look, compared to at least 8.8 million enslaved Africans, 2.6 million Europeans and 8.8 million enslaved Africans, 1492 to 1812. Across the period, slightly less than half of all immigrants were British. Less than half of our ancestors were British. 40% were Spanish. 
and Portuguese. 6% were from Swiss and German states. 5% were French. In the terms of sheer numbers, other nationalities, Dutch, Swedish, Danish, Finnish, for example, all contributing to the heterogeneity of the European American society were negligible. The founders after the pill, after Christopher Columbus, it was not European. It wasn't, it wasn't British that came here, friends. Annual Rates of immigration climbed steadily across the three centuries from 2000 annually before 1580 to 8,000 per year in the second half of the 17th century. The first century and a half was dominated by Spanish and Portuguese immigrants, which made up 80% of the 446,000 settlers leaving Europe between 14. Did you guys know that? Did you know that 87% of those who came to America between 1492 and 1640 were Spanish and Portuguese people. I had no idea. It gets better. The second phase, lasting from 1640 to 1760, saw a threefold increase in the number of immigrants. And during this period, 1.3 million settlers left Europe for the New World. 1.3 million, okay? Now, look what happens here, friends. Watch. During this period, uh, these people left Europe for the New World. Many of the British fresh French, Swiss, and German settlers were immigrated during this period upon labor contracts that originally obligated them to work between four and seven years and return for the cost of their passage, board, and lodging. This was called what? Indentured servants. When the British came to America, they came as slaves. Indentured servants. White privilege, right? White privilege. Yeah. The freedom dues were made by the master to the servant on completion of the term of service, which typically took the form of provisions, clothing, tools, rights to land, money, and a small share of crops. So after seven years, they gave him a little plot of land. So, okay, now you're free. The final phase of modern immigration, 1760, 1492, 1760, a lot of stuff going on in America. Was once again, look at this was once again dominated by free settlers and witnessing the enormous surge of British migrants to North America. Here comes the gospel, boys and girls. The British migrants made up more than 70% of all immigrants across the Atlantic in these years. Not, not until, seven, get this now, not until 1760 into 1820, a 60-year period. All of a sudden, it was flooded with what? British immigrants. Here comes the gospel. Anybody picking up what I'm laying down? In the in the late 15th and early 16th centuries, the decision by the Spanish and Portuguese monarchs to take possession of the New World and establish colonies governed by the yada, yada, yada. Here's what I want you to see. So going down, going down. Folks, listen. These people came. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know this. In the Spanish and British Americas alike, plantation colonies absorbed the great majority of white and black enslaved immigrants. Most of the 350,000 English migrants who crossed the Atlantic during the 17th century, for example, ended up in the West Indies. And about only 223,000 made their way to the American middle, middle colonies. English immigration represented the transfer of a massive labor force to America, which was essential for the development of staple agriculture. I'm not going to read down through all this. I'll put it in the link and you can read it later. Do you know what happened? Do you know that many gentlemen... Hidalgos in Spanish, government officials, merchants, servants, artisans, soldiers, planters, and farmers 
were among the tide of Europeans and parked for Americans in the early period. Um, one vital distinction between them was, they, was whether they arrived free or were under some form of contractual obligation. All of these people coming to the new, new country are under some form, of, some form of slavery. And friends, it gets on and on. Are you ready for this? They sent their prisoners to America. That was when they got punished in England, when they broke the law in England, they sent them to America to work off their hard time. I have no idea. Indentured servants made up between 70 and 85% of settlers who immigrated to Chesapeake and British Indies between 1620 and 1700. Indentured servants. White slavery. Folks, they have so lied to us. They have so lied to us. See, slavery is about man's inhumane treatment of man. Not black, white. They didn't care. These poor guys, they didn't care. And where did they end up? Well, I'll be darned. They ended up out in Appalachia. That's where they went. They went out and explored. They went out. They were indentured servants. They sent them out. They did the hard work. And they thrived in this area for 200, who knows how many years. Scroll on down a little bit more. Anybody know this? I didn't know any of this. Servants came from a broad cross-section, low-class society. You hear me? Low-class society, embracing child paupers and vagrants, unskilled laborers, those employed in low-grade service trades, domestic and agriculture servants, and poor textile workers. Look at this. The great majority were young between the ages of 16 and 25 males. 70% of those who came to America were males. 70%. More than three-quarters of servants who left England in the 17th century were men and boys, rising to 90% between 1718 and 1775. So, of course, they bred with everybody, every woman they could. There weren't many women. Of course, they bred with Indians. Of course, they bred with Portuguese. Of course, they bred with the Spanish. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So they began then to send them to America as punishment. They'd send their criminals to America. Free immigrants, those able to fund their own transportation to America, school off Spencer, were an equally diverse group. Hundreds of thousands of independent farmers, along them for all the parts of Europe, steady flow of lesser gentry, professional men and artisans, merchants. What distinguishes them from servants was not only the possession of some capital to set themselves up in America, but also personal or political connections. Free immigrants tended to be older than those who arrived under labor contracts. As mentioned above, free immigration was a dominant form of white movement during the 16th and early 17th centuries. That's it, 16, not, folks, not before 1600. Uh-uh, no, no. A key characteristic of the second half of the 18th century was the increasing number of skilled and independent migrants open to America. So we start thinking about America. When these Christians from England showed up in the mid-1700s, then all of a sudden we began to have some form of law and order and construction of an actual nation. A Christian nation began at this point. Amazing. Free migrants came chiefly from western provinces, Atlantic port towns of Rouen, St. Malos. They came from the Canary Islands. Listen, 
chances are pretty good to my white friends out there watching right now that you're here because your ancestor was a slave. You understand that, friends? You really, really understand that? That you are here because the, the family tree goes back to an indentured servant. The guy who came and worked as a slave for the right to earn his time here in the U.S. And somebody explain to me why we focus so much on blacks, on black slavery, other than the fact was it a divide and conquer strategy again of the enemy to try to divide us? Yeah. Christianity being the unifying thing, right? Now look, look, we're not gonna we're not gonna deny the fact that. In the in the early uh, late 1800s, when the, when the blacks finally got free, we're not going to deny that for a generation or two generations they struggled in there. We're not, not going to deny any of that stuff, of course. But a slavery was eliminated in 1865, the Emancipation Proclamation, or whenever it was, it was 18 somewhere in the middle, 1863 maybe, the Emancipation Proclamation, and what? And said all they're free, blacks are free. Friends, the white, their white brothers hadn't been free for 200 years. Indentured servants. Hey, Coach, let me, let me interrupt real quick. First of all, the name itself, slave, where does it come from? Slav. Slavs were the first slaves. I don't know. I don't think a lot of Slavs were black. Second point, Anthony Johnson was the first guy to, to officially own a slave. And what was he? He was black, wasn't he? Thanks. Yeah, okay, so, hey, folks, put this in the chat. Go go through this and read this, folks, because this is just the beginning of the lies that they have told us. When the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, Massachusetts, what was that date? Anybody remember the date when they landed in Plymouth, Massachusetts? 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. 1620, isn't it? 1620, the pilgrims show up, and all of a sudden, Christianity bursts forth in the New World. 1492, 1620, 140 years later, before we even declare independence. Folks, who were these people breeding with? These men were sleeping with any woman they could find. Boom. And we're the progeny of it. There ain't no such thing as white privilege. And I was talking yesterday about the Melungeons. Ain't none of you pure. Ain't none of you pure white. And I'm telling you, at the back of your trail is an indentured servant. In more, in most, most cases, probably, probably was. Now I'm going to throw this curveball in here. Then I'm going. Then I'll open it up. Here's the curveball. We're supposed to believe. Jews have a pure bloodline? Really? Huh? Really? How stupid are you? Come on, Kevin. Well, as far as I can tell from the history you're laying out, America would have been the, the first uh, penal colony. Of, of, it was a uh, penal the, Yeah, from the <laughs> British. We were Australia before Australia was Australia, right? You only came here as a slave. It's the only way you made it. You were an indentured servant. 
I'm I'm Irish, okay, predominantly Irish, and the history of the Irish being enslaved by the English and being sold off and 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 coming to America and doing the work that they they wouldn't have the black people do because it was too dangerous and you know on and on and on. No, you're you're absolutely dead on, and it's not just the Irish. And just like Vinny was saying, that we get the word slave from Slav, Slavic nations. Those are some pretty white nations, the Slavic nations. I, I, so, so understand this, right, folks? Understand this. Our founders were not, folks. They weren't British. They were Spanish and Portugal, Portuguese. The Pilgrims didn't get here to win. Sixteen hundred. Pilgrims finally made it. Now I don't want to get into who was here before 1492, because clearly somebody was here before 1492, right? Uh, how they've lied to us, Craig. Come on. By the way, folks, unbelievable. I don't know who. Craig Mickle. Did you want to talk about this, Craig? Is that what you're texting about? Well, two things, Coach. One, one yeah. is let's let's pull up First Samuel 16:7. Okay, because this is where we need to go with all this. All right, because, we're, you know, we're talking about being of one accord. We're talking about truth. We're talking about this. OK, let's look yep. at what the Lord looks at everything and then let's just follow what the Lord does. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height or his stature, because I have refused him. The Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. That should be the verse that goes across America right now. They're trying to, you know, between everything they're trying to do, the race thing, and I said, just give this verse, okay, and say, you know what? Can we all agree yeah. on this? And I think, you know what? Most of us could. Most Americans could, even if they don't believe yes. in the Bible. Uh, the next thing is just to go back to, to just to your topic here, and then we're going to go to some really nice news is, is you know, uh, 1607, Jamestown. That's the British colony. That was a that was for for profit. OK, they went there and they found they, they found tobacco by mistake. OK, and then they brought all this stuff in here. And, and the, the first actual black slaves, if you want to, weren't weren't initially brought here as slaves. They, they were traded because there was a Spanish ship that got uh, damaged on its way to South America or um, Mexico with slaves, and it ended up in uh, Norfolk, and they just ended up trading some goods for these folks. Okay, so it wasn't even an intentional type thing. But that's another day for another story. The great news, Coach, the great news is, and this is where we know the Lord's behind us, Somebody called me on my phone after uh, hung up, talked with you earlier, and said they they got five thousand dollars of this uh, this house covered. There's no reason why somebody can come. We can probably pretty much get people there if you want to come. It's pretty much probably going to be covered. Maybe maybe fifty bucks or something for food. Somebody just rented that building for us, Craig. Is that what you're telling me? They put five thousand out of the sixty five hundred down. <laughs> That tells, Amen. You the, that tells you the Lord's behind what we're doing here. Amen. The person Amen. wants to remain anonymous, but just God bless them and keep the person in uh, wow. our prayers. Wow, 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 wow. Amen. Amen. Oh, took a wind out of me there. Hey, hey uh, Spencer, real quick, I'll get you in here, Randy, just a second. Spencer, go back to that uh, that thing we had up there, the encyclopedia. I want to show, because I, 
I want, I want to show you one more. Folks, they have lied to us. They have lied to us. Everything they're telling us are lies. Go clear down the bottom, Spencer. I want you guys to see this. I, this blew me away. Keep on down. Okay, go back up. Beginning of the chart. Look at this. European immigrants to America, 1500 to 1820. Look at it. Britain, zero. Zero British came to America from 1500 to 1580. 100,000 were Spanish, 90,000 were Portuguese. 1580 to 1640, Spain, Portuguese. Finally, the British send 50,000 in that uh, 60 year period. France, 4,000, Netherlands, 2,000. 1640 to 1700, here comes the British invasion and the gospel of the kingdom of God. Here it comes. 1640 to 1700, 70,000 Spaniards, 50,000 Portuguese, 303,000 British. Did you guys know this? I, 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 I had no idea. I had no idea. And from then on, 1700, 1760, 289,000 British. Germans start to come. And look, 1760 to 1820, 615,000 British. Here come those white evangelical Protestants. Huh? 1500 to 1820, 1.257 million British began. That's when America began, began to live out its Christian heritage. Right there, right there it is. I got to tell you something. I I had no idea. I had no idea. Randy, come on in. Coach, I think what you're showing more than anything is the the revelation of truth and history. The the groomers and the dominators and the globalists, they, they hide this from us, Coach. We I, I just read a book uh, recently, The Thirteenth Tribe. It's about the it's the tracing the Kazarian Jews from seventy A.D. to where, where they come into the southern states here in the in the United States and set up their kingdom again. But it's it's basically just showing you how through time how things have, have evolved. But the truth, finding truth in history, coach, is what unlocks everything. Because then, if the if the 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 dominators the 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 deep state if you want to call them that through time if they've hid this on purpose it's to keep the people down and to keep them divided so when you find the truth you unlock the truth and then you put it all together and realize who the enemy really is coach that's the whole point he's the father of lies folks there is no truth in him right and so our entire history has been muddied and uh, rewritten and politicized the truth of the matter is i I didn't know shame on me the portuguese and spanish were here not the british unbelievable revelation that's uh coming in revelation 2015 come on in and here i thought we were a bunch of white colonizers this (laughs) is what they told us right yeah this, this this is the first i've ever heard of this and so, and and so, what? Who are who are all these ninety percent men sleeping with? Any woman that walks, probably right. They they just crossbreeding. It's a it's the true melding pot. Oh my goodness! You know what? I don't want to. A lot a lot of these guys probably weren't you know nice men. I want to say, and you know maybe some of us are the product of, you know, rape, 
to put it bluntly. Probably are. Why, did, why didn't they have borders back then? <laughs> oh, doesn't it show the mercy of God? That's what I see. I see the mercy of God that we are birthed out of guy out of criminals. They sent criminals. Guys committed crimes in England, and they put them on a boat, and they sent them to America. That's your forefathers. That's your ancestry. Oh, my goodness. And they teach us about white guilt. Oh, my Lord. Janine, come on in. Um, we, have to, we can't forget that um, the um, uh, Leif Erikson the Vikings came over here. I'm in Duluth here, and it shows nine, uh, the year 970 to uh, 1025. So who were they with? Wow. They brought a lot of people. <laughs> so they were here even before what you're talking about, bringing, yeah. or they we came at the same time. Yeah, we don't even talk about that, do we? We don't even talk about that. We think the 1492 Columbus sailed the Asian blue, and then the next day there was a Mayflower compact, and two weeks after that they had an Indi uh, Declaration of Independence. Folks, this is a long period of human history here in America only that we know about. Now, Abraham Lincoln, when he was speaking at Niagara Falls, spoke about the giants that roamed America. You know that, right? Oh, my goodness, there's so much hidden. It's going to be revealed. Jeff Nell, come on in. Yeah, this is a great lesson here. Um, my sister did the uh, DNA the ancestry kind of thing and found out she's 98% British. And my father, Nick Blackfoot, is in credit too. <laughs> so, so, Jeff, I'm Melungeon, right? What does Melungeon mean? A little bit of this and a little bit of that. <laughs> hey, but listen, I don't want to make him in bad, but of course, the Jews' bloodline is perfect. <laughs> There had been no inbreeding in that Jewish bloodline. No, 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 no. Oh. But, but Coach, uh, also, when uh, Craig mentioned uh, 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, it's a good verse to battle the Hebrew Israelites because it's always about the color of their skin. And not the same to declare they're, they are the, the true race. Put, put that up there again for me, Samuel. Scroll down there, Spence, if you will. What did that say, Craig? This is a real catch, man. The Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the, how tall he is, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as a man see, for God doesn't look at the color of their skin, but he looks on their heart. And we have done just the opposite. The job of Satan has been to make sure we look at the color of the skin. That has been Satan's job all along, friends. Amen. Susan, Susan come in, then Glenn. Hi, uh, I just wanted to point out, Jesus Christ was born of divine. He was divine. It has yeah. nothing to do with race. No. When we look at the scripture, it shows us he was born of a virgin. He came from the house of Judah, not the Levites. He was lined up with the, a priesthood that was of the order of Melchizedek through the house of David, right? You know, we have to read these things and, yes. and ask the Holy Spirit to guide us. Because when you look at racism, it is nothing short of demonic. I'm a black person who came to America by the grace of God. And I'm saying to you, all this race business, it is wicked. It is wicked what it, it has done to this country. 
It's of and, the devil. And folks, I'm gonna, bless you, Susan. Let me say right. this. And, and so I, I just want to finish this point. You know, when you look, read the scripture, even out of Daniel, when the when those guys came up, we they were Hebrews. Abraham was a Hebrew. They practiced what the Bible said, right? That's what they're, not even this Judaism thing. That came after the captivity. Yes, man. These yes, man. guys came out of Babylon practicing these wicked things. Remember, Pharaoh was a wizard. Mm-hmm. Remember that. The, yeah, the Jewishness came afterwards. All the Kabbalah and all that wickedness, right? So again, yes. you are thinking the God of the Bible who came through that, he, you know, forget yeah. all that other Jewish stuff, right? Yeah. So if Daniel tells us that yeah. all of these, all the folks who came out of that captivity came back with foreign wives, and I'm going to stop there. So, Susan, we know this, that during the diaspora, in other words, when the Jews were flung to the other parts of the world, that was done because God doesn't look at their race. Precisely. He doesn't look at it. He says it's finished. Done. And there's no more Jew, no more Greek. Quit looking at that stuff, he said. There it is. Amen. And he made sonship available to everybody. And I hate to say it, but I'm going to. A Jew is not a special Christian. They need the blood of Jesus, just like God died for the entire world. (laughs) Oh, this is so good. Uh, Hey, uh, Glenn, come on in. So yeah, this is this is really interesting because you, you know really the truth. The truth will make us free. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you know, you you really don't. They don't really focus much on the different people groups historically. Although I do think the Spanish mainly discovered South America, Central America, and the Southwest part of the United States, including Florida. But uh, they they don't really get into the different people groups and where they came from and the different parts of the countries they settled in. So this is really interesting, Coach. So, Glenn, if somebody were to ask you, or anybody in the queue right here, if somebody were to ask you, uh, what's your uh, what's your heritage? Somebody asked me, what are you? Uh, uh, my grandpa was German. My great-grandpa was German. Well, why about his great-grandpa? I, I don't know. I, I, folks, you don't even know what you are. You might know back a generation. You may, you may go back two. Maybe you'll go back three. But for the most part, you have no idea what you're physical, racial lineages. That's why Jesus said there's no Jew, there's no Greek. And what's the devil trying to get you to do? Concentrate on Jew and Greek. To distract us from what's re- what really matters and what's really important. Kevin and Randy. All right, Coach. So go, just to get back to the penal colony thing for a minute, you know, in, in our history books and in our history classes, we're taught that Australia was was the penal colony. That's the one that we all know about, right? So I just looked up the yeah. date. England started using Australia as the penal colony in 1788. Wow. wow. What happened 12 years before that? 1776, the Revolutionary War. Do you think they lost their place that they like to send their their prisoners to and had to find a new place to send them to? We were the dump. America was the dump, folks. Randy. Oh my goodness. Coach, what I see, what I see is what God is doing. Okay, look, look at this, Coach. And our country still isn't past this, but 1964, we get the Civil Liberties Right uh, Act. 
1964. It stopped. It should have stopped all this discrimination, every all bit of it. of it, all of it. Yet we're still fighting it, Coach. God, see, this is, we got to see God has brought this nation forward. Martin Luther King was a man of God. He was trying to not, it wasn't about color. It was about discriminating against the Spanish saying, oh, we're better than you. And it was better. It was the, the, the English saying, oh, we have more of us here. We, we started this country. We're the dominant ones. We trump you. It should have ended all that, coach. And that's, Amen. we have to see what God is doing. He is trying to end all this. And mm. coach, that's why truth and history, finding this is, it will set people free, coach. He's trying to get us away from skin color, folks. About the Great content God. of your character, about your heart. It's not about Jew or Greek. It's not about any of that stuff. We were the, we were the we were the landfill. America was the landfill. <laughs> they dumped people in here. Because why? Because there was no one more special than another. White men indentured servanthood on other white men. They still do it. It's called government. But Jack, coach, come on in. This, coach, the law, we brought the law forward. It was from 1620 even till 1964. We had a, a law that is biblical, and it's on the books. It, it and is. God did that, Coach. It wasn't the feminists, and it wasn't the blacks, and it wasn't the ones who you're using it in opposition to bring the wrong thing. It was God's everyone is equal, and there is nobody better than anyone else. Under in his eyes. It doesn't matter how beautiful you are or how ugly you are. And so the devil constantly stirs racism. Come on in, Jack. Hey, Spencer, get We're ready. Uh, on, get, get, our, our, hang on, Jack. Spencer, get our, ready to the last thing. Go ahead, Jack. Our, basically, our background is survivalist scoundrels. So we're SS. We are, brother. Hey, listen, ain't no white privilege. Enough of that white privilege, BS. Beth Depo Jackson. Come on in, Beth. I just wanted to say, I well, thank you for this because I didn't know all this history. But, you know, I used to think that uh, my heritage uh, was important. But basically what it all comes down to is I'm redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And really, that doesn't Amen. that's all that matters. So if somebody says, what's my my uh, heritage or whatever, well, I'm redeemed. And that's all you need to know. I'm redeemed. And let me tell you how, you know, let me share my testimony with you. And then I can share that testimony. But that's what it all Amen. comes down to, you know. That's right, because see, the devils divide, right? Skin color, race, it divides. Gospel unites. I want to play this for you real quick. Put it at 1.5 speed if you could. Um, Bob, um, Clay sent me this. The Mountain People of Southern Appalachia. This was made in 1970. I just want to show, this is my lineage. This is where many of you crawled out of this. Go ahead. A lot of people in the mountains can't read and write. The teachers won't work with them. The teachers are willing to work with the rich kids or, or the kids they think have got potential are the ones they think they're going, going to college, but not the poor kids, not the kids that uh, don't have anyone to push them along or to help them. Easily covered with that time. Pull, I just pull that right there. And pull this in through. Pull it in like that now. And you need to pull this a little tighter. You pull on this string and place that over there. That's the one that tightens it back in this tube. 
That done very well. That, that'll stay, I guess. It's white privilege there, folks. Sometimes it takes a little more time for some fellas, and it does others to learn. While you're young, it's time to learn. Because you get old, like you get busy at something else, and you won't have the time to learn. Slow it down, Spence. It's hard to read, hard to hear. So now, when you get about 15 years old, you need to be scratching out of that lesson. Many of the mountain schools are really horrible. A lot of the kids can't read and write. Over half the kids who start school don't finish. In this county, there's a special room for slower backward children, which the teachers call a nutty room. And uh, there, there have been all kinds of scandals throughout the mountains where funds for children's hot lunches or for the school programs have been diverted into politicians' pockets. Recently, some of the people here got together and agreed that they wanted to raise some money to help in the community. So the men uh, thought they would make rocking chairs for sale, and the women would sew handmade quilts. This looks like a small beginning or a small thing, but for the mountains, it's, uh, it's awfully important because the people uh, decided that no big shot or no federal government is really going to help them. If anything's done, they'll have to do it themselves, and they're going to stand up and defend their rights. I feel that... Uh the white people has learned more in the past few years from the colored people than they ever learned in the past two or three hundred years. That the black people has proven to the world that a man has to fight for his freedom. Uh, a lot of people don't believe in violence. I don't believe in violence unless it's necessary. <laughs> the government, they say they don't believe in violence, but if necessary, they'll declare a war against another country. So that's the same thing that they're fighting for the freedom of the country. So the, the man, the poor man, is going to have to fight for his freedom. You can stop it there, man. Now put this video. Put this video in the chat if you will, Spencer. It's really, it's really, this is 1970, folks. White privilege in 1970, right? Come on, Craig. Hey, Coach Rita, Ezekiel, have uh, Spence, Ezekiel 36, 26 through 30. I think it just ties everything in together. Ezekiel 26, uh, 36, 26 through 30. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I'll take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I'll give you a heart of flesh. And I'll pour my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And you shall keep my judgments and do them. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your father. And you shall be my people, and I will be your God. And I will also save you from all your uncleanness. And I will call for the corn and will increase it and lay no famine upon you. And I will multiply the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field, that you shall receive no more reproach of famine among the heathen. Wow, 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 huh? Wow. So what's the theme? Put that map of Appalachia up there again for me, if you would, brother. Put that back up there. 
That's, uh, that's America, friends. That's the melting pot of America. That's where many people became one nation, right there. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. But as we saw the man right there at the end say, if, you, if you're being oppressed, you got to fight for it. you got to fight for it. We are under Christian oppression. They are oppressing the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's, what, it's, that's what's going on with it, right? And we've got to get the fight back into the Christian. Get the fight back into the Christian and the fight back into the church. That's the only way that this war is going to be won. And I hate to call it a war, but they're trying to make it a war. That little white patch right there. That took the gospel to the world, folks. It's still alive and well here today. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.